Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Talk Witch Craft. <laughs> I'm a little bit tongue tied today. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the episode. I can't start. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the episode 44 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. In this episode, Maggie and I will be talking about how sex magic can help you center, channel, and release your intention. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft. On this podcast, we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. We're We're your hosts, hosts, the Mystic Mystic Sisters, Sisters, Erica and Maggie. In this segment of the show, we choose a tarot card for the week and we look for moments that relate to this card in our daily lives. For this episode, we chose the Six of Cups, and the theme of this card is emotional development. This card is just full of sweet, kind, childlike silliness and fun. To me, this card is saying, everything is going to be okay. You can relax. Whatever is worrying you, just let it go. You're safe. You can be a carefree kid. And I think that's an achievement. That's the development of emotions. It's a simple way of being able to let go, be kind to another person, and just enjoy life. In the picture of the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, there are two children. One child is handing a cup full of foliage and flowers to the smaller child, which is a very kind gesture. They're sort of crouching down to get on the same level as the smaller child too. And the smaller child is smiling and accepting the gift. It just seems like two happy children playing. So there's a nostalgia of looking back on joyful times in your life when everything was golden, when everything in your life was safe and happy and good. This card always reminds me of summertime when we were kids before you were too cool to hang out with me and we would never happened (laughs) there was a time where you didn't want me to hang around with you anymore (laughs) Um, but we had our neighborhood friends and we just uh you know run around and pick flowers and make mint tea we've talked about mint tea before on this podcast and Mm -hmm. um I don't know I just I just remember not really having any worries about being unsafe we could run up and down the street from one house to another and just play our imaginary games barbies and dolls and you know whatever we were playing so that's what this card always reminds me of for me i'm gonna take it to the literal uh childlike silliness and talk about when i i used to do a princess party thing with a friend of mine who owned the company and we were dressed up as the famous princesses and go to children's parties and pretend to be the princesses and it was just this fun and silly and carefree moment of getting to play pretend again and to do something that was uh, joyful and it made these little girls just so happy that the princess came to their party and I think about the the older brothers who knew I I know you're not Cinderella I know you're not Sleeping Beauty I know that you're really just pretending but I don't want to ruin it for my little sister so I'm going to be part of the team and wink wink nudge nudge and they were just so like 
dapper and prince-like. We called them little prince and little princesses. And just having this sense of being part of the fun and wanting to feel so grown up, but at the same time, wanting to still be that child and play. The topic of this episode is about sex magic, which can be intimidating, awkward, and uncomfortable for some. I myself was a little bit nervous to talk about this on such a public platform. And the reason that it might be you know, intimidating, awkward, or uncomfortable for some people is because many parts of the world view sex as a taboo topic. And in the U.S. in particular, women are bombarded with patriarchal, puritanical views of the body and deification of the virginal woman. Yeah, we're taught that respectable women do not enjoy or want sex. And meanwhile, the female form is plastered on advertisements to sell anything from a boat to a cheeseburger. Yep. So there's this confusing message being sent to us. And most witches enjoy the freedom from the patriarchy through practicing witchcraft. There's this strong feminist tie to witchcraft and practicing witchcraft. But even so, it can still be difficult to overcome the socialization of these dueling images of a woman. And Erica actually asked me earlier if I wanted to skip this episode and talk to something less embarrassing because I was getting sort of nervous. And I told her that's exactly why we shouldn't skip it. That's why we should do this. So here we are. If you're embarrassed, that's okay. That's part of overcoming our social conditioning. If you don't like this kind of content, then you know, we'll see you next week. More power to you. We don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But if you're not shy about your sexuality at all and want us to get to the good part, you'll just need to wait a little bit longer. So what is sex magic? Basically, sex magic is a type of magic that helps you build energy intentionally and release it through orgasm. A few things to make note of. Sex magic does not require a male and female component. There are some beliefs that come from more traditional texts that are that exclude homosexuality. So sex magic does not require a male and female component. You can practice sex magic solo through masturbation or with a partner or in a group. It can be done with a long-term partner or a one-night stand. Additionally, sex magic can be done by those who aren't sexually active. It's about claiming your power, understanding your body, and connecting to your needs and desires. Instead of releasing the energy you build up with orgasm, you can conserve it for another use. So at a basic level, sex magic is a method of intentionally using your body as a conduit for energy. Now let's talk about why someone would want to practice sex magic. For one thing, it can be fun. For another, it's a really good way to get to know your body and what brings you pleasure. It's more about learning to love yourself than it is about simply getting to the climax. And keep in mind that you can use sex magic to manifest anything, not just sex and love and lust related things. The energy you build with arousal and passion is the same as the energy you build with a steady drumbeat, for example, or chanting or focused meditation or some other energy building method. So how can someone get started with sex magic? Well, you'll want to begin by setting the mood. In order to enhance the energetic buildup and release, you'll want to give yourself a sexy setting. And this really depends on you and your preferences. Yes. So some people might love satin sheets and rose petals and champagne and tall flute glasses with strawberries. 
Or some people might prefer a plush rug next to a crackling fire in a fireplace with hot chocolate and marshmallows to drink. Someone else might like a warm bubble bath surrounded by candles and crystals and a plate of fresh fruit. And someone else might want to be outside in a secluded and private area under the stars. These are just a few examples. You might want something completely different. So just figure out what setting you would like and make that for yourself. And you'll also want to enter this as you would any other ritual or spell work that you do. Cleanse yourself and your space, set up an altar, cast a circle, ground and center, call in your correspondences, do a combination of all, some, or none of these things, however you set up a ritual. Next, we'll talk about some practices, but before we do, let's hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Ginger. So as usual, Erica will start by telling us about the medicinal properties, and then I will share the magical properties. I just love the Latin name for ginger. It's really fun. So y'all say it with me. Zingaber officinale. It just, it sounds like a magical spell from like Harry Potter. Yeah. So ginger is an analgesic. It's antibacterial and antifungal. It's good for decreasing inflammation. It's an antioxidant and antiseptic. It's also an aphrodisiac, which is why we included it in this episode. And it is good for all sorts of ailments, such as anxiety, any sort of depression or mood disorder. It's great for colds and flus because of its antibacterial and antifungal and antiparasitic. I didn't mention that earlier, but good for cold flus. It is nice for any kind of stomach issues like bloating or irritable bowel syn- syndrome. Uh, or just general nausea and stomach ache. It is also good, again, why we included it in this episode, for any sort of erectile dysfunction. And so if you have a allergy or hypersensitivity hypersensitivity to turmeric or other plants in the ginger family, you should avoid this herb. There are other things that you can use. And then it's also really effective for curing morning sickness. And you should have caution to pregnant woman, women out there to not ingest excessive amounts of ginger during the day because it's very warming and moving. And so it can increase um, contractions and possible miscarriage. So while it's good for curing morning sickness, use it with caution and only under the advice of your midwife or doctor. What are the magical properties of ginger, Maggie? Ginger corresponds with the active energy, the planet Mars, fire and water elements, and Aries and Scorpio. You can use it in magic spells for love, passion, protection, abundance, healing, luck, sensuality, sexuality, success, and prosperity. So it's got a lot of different uses. One thing that you can do is to chew on raw ginger or drink ginger tea before any magical spells that you're doing to increase your energy. And that will help to build the energy that you can put into the spell, which will make it more successful. And as Erica mentioned, it's an aphrodisiac. So that's why it can be used in love spells or passion spells. 
And drinking it as a tea can increase your confidence so that you're you know, more confident on a date or something that you might be nervous about in that arena. You can burn dried ginger and use it for smoke clean- cleansing of your home or your witchcraft tools. So it can drive away any negativity or stagnant energy that you don't want around. Another way to use it as a protective measure is to place ginger under your bed and that is thought to take away nightmares, make you feel more calm as you're sleeping at night. And when ginger grows, it's a root. So it has this, sometimes it grows and looks somewhat like a human form, similar to like a mandrake does. And so when you do find a ginger root that looks sort of human, it can be a really powerful magical token for health and wellness if you carry it around with you in that way. And since ginger grows in like tropical places, in that way, it can be used if you want to go on an adventure or travel to that kind of place and bring about new experiences that you might not have otherwise. So that is the magical properties of ginger. Before we get into some of the exercises, we wanted to mention consent and sex magic. If you plan to practice sex magic with a partner or other people, it's a good idea to inform them. This is out of respect for them and also an opportunity to amplify the intention with the help of others. Additionally, as with any group or religion where there is a power imbalance between a leader and a follower, The spiritual community of pagans and witches does have a history of abuse, and abusers have been allowed to hide behind the secrecy of their traditions. Teachers, mentors, and group leaders should not pressure their students into sex, sexual activity, or non-consensual physical contact for any reason, and students and group members should view this behavior as a red flag and a sign that this group is unsafe. Consent is an expression of love and trust. It is required in a student-teacher relationship of any kind, so everyone, no matter what their belief system is, has a right to bodily autonomy, to practice in a way that is free of abuse and coercion, and to speak out about predators, even if it breaks secrecy codes of the group. Absolutely. So with all of that said, as long as you are with consenting adults and, and or by yourself, These are some exercises that you can engage in for your sex magic practice. The first exercise that we wanted to talk about was breathing. Breathing is one of the easiest ways to build up energy in the body, especially when paired with imagination. You can focus on any part of your body and imagine that each inhale sends breath to that spot and each exhale sends the breath flowing away again. Try focusing your breathing on your genitals and stimulate arousal. Yeah, and you can also use breath to energize your body, filling yourself up with the helpful energy that you want in your sex magic ritual as you inhale and releasing any unhelpful energy with your exhale. And the next exercise is about matching your breath with your movement. Uh, Because breath not only helps us with moving this energy around, as we talked about in the previous exercise, but it also informs how our body moves. And anyone who has practiced yoga will understand this. Breath can release tension, relax muscles, and deepen your stretches. So focusing on your breath as your body moves and moving your body as you breathe can help you to keep your focus on your intention. The next thing that you can try is visualization. Visualization is a technique you can use while in a state of heightened arousal. 
So visualize your desired outcome. What does it look like, smell like, taste like, sound like, and feel like? And channel all the electric energy in your body into this visualization, especially right as you orgasm. Yes, visualization is kind of a misnomer because it sounds like only what you see, imagining things in your mind of just what you see. But it really is about all of your senses. And when it comes to sex magic, when you're trying to connect with your body, um, engaging with all of your different senses in this way can enhance that sexual experience. You can also do practices involved with balancing and opening your sacral chakra. So this chakra is all about the sexuality, creativity, and abundance. And basically that's due to its proximity to the reproductive organs. You want the energy to flow freely through this chakra, through all of your chakras, but when it is, you'll be able to express yourself creatively, experience pleasure, and set healthy boundaries. And so do things to balance and open this chakra by dancing, moving your body really freely without thinking about how that looks, completely get out of your head and just flow. This is ecstatic dance. So you might find that you're stretching, you might find that you're just shaking out your limbs, simply dancing and swaying to the beat of the music. And you can also incorporate crystals and herbs that are associated with the sacral chakra. So carnelian, citrine, fire opal, goldstone, and orange calcite. These are all sort of in that orange color group um, in terms of crystals. And then herbs are like black pepper, cinnamon, cypress, orange, and tangerine. And so you could bring these into your ritual through setting them up around your space um, through drinking tea made out of these herbs, charging water, and then making your tea with that crystal charged water. A balanced sacral chakra will bring new life into your body and help you to enhance that experience. And then the last thing that you can try is chanting. So while in the heat of the moment, begin chanting a word or phrase related to your desired outcome. Don't worry too much about what you're saying or how it sounds. Just speak the desire into existence. Words are really magic in their own way. A Germanic people believed that once you say a word out loud, it becomes true. And so there's this belief that, yes, you can apologize if you misspoke or you can, um, you know, make amends for things that you've said, but it still created this change in the reality that you're in. It still affected the way someone sees you. And so while you're chanting, you are creating that reality by saying these words out loud. Before we wrap up our episode, we just wanted to mention again that there is a bias towards the heteronormative practice of male-female sex in sex magic. And this is not the case and that any type of safe sex that you are having with a consensual partner is valid for this kind of magic, is encouraged for this kind of magic, however you want to express that energy. Whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's cis or transgender, whether it's BDSM or Kama Sutra or um, polyamory, any, any form of sex magic that you feel called to and is a release or ability for you to feel safe and loved is valid in this type of magic. Yeah, there's, uh, there's not 
when you look at traditional texts, it's, it doesn't always reflect that, but that doesn't mean that those practices aren't valid. We change the narrative by talking about it and by engaging in that those types of practices. So don't feel excluded if you don't fit into the heteronormative box. Your sexuality is valid, whatever it is. So as always this season, we are celebrating the goddesses around the world. So for each goddess, we will give you a theme to think about that she represents for you to create some sort of ritual spell or manifestation. And I am using Anne Shen's legendary ladies goddess deck. For this week, I have picked Parvati and she is the Hindu goddess of spirit. Loving goddess Parvati is is strengthening your spirit. You've got the power to find the fight within yourself right now and to keep rising. So how will you invite spirit and strength and power into your, to show itself this week? Well, I've been wanting to get back into weight training. So maybe this is a sign to do physical strength. This is, this is my opportunity to increase my physical strength through weight training, taking it very literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about you? Strengthening strengthening your spirit through strengthening my muscles. Physical strength. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For me, I think that there are some unresolved issues with me related to my communication techniques and conversational abilities, which is ironic because of my career as an SLP. Um, So I had a moment last night where I didn't respond the way somebody was expecting me to respond. And it made me fearful that this person would not come to me with those types of topics anymore because that has happened in the past, which has left led to no communication at all. And so I want to invite the spirit of communication into my week so that I can explore that issue a little more. So we also want to hear from you. If you go to witchwanderer.com, then you'll find this question that you can answer for some mumble coins. So how will you invite spirit to show itself this week? Next week, we will be talking about the Seven of Cups. And if you want to share a story about the Seven of Cups with us, you can send a voicemail to we listen at talkwitchcraft.com. So this card is about wishful thinking, self-indulgence, too many choices. There's no, just a, what's the word? An embarrassment of riches. This card is also about feeling disorganized and fantasizing about what you can achieve. It's about high expectations, putting off the inevitable, believing that you can get away with anything, having your cake and eating it too, having it all and just an array of options that are available to you. You can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 044. Join us next week when we talk about energy work. Make sure that you are subscribed so that you are notified about each new episode. And to help other witches find this show, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts.
You can also find us on Instagram at Mumbles and Things and join us in the Mumbles Academy to chat about this episode with other witchy folk. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Mine was kind of sad. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>